All right, everybody, welcome back another episode. How is everybody doing? Evo, what's the crack, my man? Are you well? I'm good. Thank you very much for asking. Um, the weather is switched to Irish, uh, British, whatever. There you go, man. So, you know, the old post-summer blues. Man, I feel terrible today, man. I don't know. I'm like a human barometer. Weather changes, Why? I change. I just woke up, man. I have zero energy today. Um, canceled lunch with a friend, canceled boxing tonight, no energy, sweating, cold, sweating, cold, clutching my tea with, the, with my dear life today, man. Uh, it's not COVID, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. Your guess Your is... Your favorite topic. <laughs> I know. Google the symptoms. Let's see how that goes. Basically, everything is a symptom of COVID. Yeah, man. I don't want to. I don't want to go freaking out and go get a test now and then start queuing and laying, like taking up hospital beds. Trust your immune system, people. That's what I say. Yeah, exactly. Don't overdo. Yeah, man. I'm just busy the last few days, so I'm not gonna like get all paranoid. Like a what's the word? Hypochondriac? No, not a chance. Just drink. Yeah. Drink your tea. Get get better soon. That's all. Perfect. So what are we going to talk about today, bro? Oh, there's a lot of things to talk about. There is the Canelo slap. There is the pitch, Conor McGregor. There is a, um, a strange request of switching weight classes, right? Yeah, there's man. UFC fights coming up. Anything else you can think of? Well, man, the content is there in the fight world nowadays. Um, let's start with Conor. Let's start with Conor. God bless Conor McGregor. That's what I say. Despite his failed fights of late, despite his attacks on old people, despite his um, attacks on malnourished transgender white rappers, uh, he still has the balls to put on a suit, put on a nice watch, head out to a baseball pitch and tr try to throw a ball. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering how he's going to, you know, practice with his kids. If you haven't seen um, this attempt of pitching a ball, you can see um, Conor McGregor actually taking the ball, you know, and just throwing it over the head of everybody. And the interesting, really funny part is if you look at the mascot, right? The mascot goes, where did the ball go? And it just looks back at Conor's like, what did you do? Just just go back and rewatch that video. I'm telling you, it's hilarious. Oh man, I feel bad for the guy. There's an element of, of, of sympathy that I'm feeling for Conor McGregor because he's really trying to stay relevant, whether it be yeah. on Twitter, at the VMAs, attacking rappers, uh, trying to throw a ball again. As I said, it's, it's God bless him, man. Don't give up, people. If you are a failed fighter, if you are trying to be relevant, if you are failing at everything, you keep going. You don't stop. Conor McGregor style, right there. Yeah, true. It's terrible. But so I'm wondering, uh, in boxing, we have a, a really interesting technique of training punches and precision punches, right? A guy will take tennis balls and throw it at the other guy. You can slip, right? But the uh, in intention is to hit the other guy. So you would simulate punches, right? And I was thinking, like, a striking guy, you would do this practice and be able to and probably he was drunk um my assumption so um people just went to him and said like you know you can practice this before you go out on stage um right and just get get kind of a practice like you would do for the fight but i think he's uh in the stage of not practicing anymore it doesn't matter what he tries to attempt right yeah it's sad it's sad to see i mean <laughs> 
look at all the celebrities that had failed attempts at, at the first pitch of whatever game it was. But I don't know, man. Just throw a ball straight. Like, do, do that right at least. Yeah. I, I, I thought he, he's going to be good at handling balls, but no. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's the lack of balls in his life. So, yeah. Okay. Moving on. I don't want to. I don't want to have any more podcasts where we shit on Conor McGregor too bad because, you know, then we're sponging off his name and it's just lack of integrity there. But well, I'm really thankful to him for being, you know, that generous and giving us all these possibilities to talk about him. Very true, man. And on a serious note, what's next for Conor? Uh, I think there was a comeback uh, rumors spread by Dana White, which usually means that there is some kind of a comeback. So I'm thinking, who are they going to feed to him without getting too embarrassed, right? Because I think the, he's moving away from that top competition in the UFC. So it's going to be a big draw fight. Uh, it's not going to be Dustin Poirier. Um, that guy is busy with um, attempting to get the light lightweight t- title right yeah from Charles, Charles Oliveira. Oliveira, yeah so I was thinking I mean I was surprised that Nate Diaz responded to the call out of this person that I still don't know who he is uh the top five whoever and why that would be an interesting draw I have no idea so yeah strange strange times but let's see uh Dana White said there there is a comeback plan for him so I'm wondering how many fights he has left on his contract with the UFC two two mm-hmm. Yeah, and they try to renegotiate right before the second last fight as well. So I think that's going to be a strange one because Connor is still so powerful. He's got the, the edge with um, like uh, collateral and um, he's got that negotiating power. And who knows why? Maybe he'll just like Anderson Silva, sign an eight fight or 12 fight deal at the end and then just retire after the next one. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't win the next one, sir. What are you doing? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, putting your health on the line and that's it. Yeah. Keep breaking bones and, you know, getting head damage. Yeah, I'm surprised about Nate. Like, Nate should sit out and say, hey, Connor, let's make let's make this fight happen, number three, and then phew, gone. Yeah, shake hands and let's leave. Mm-hmm. Respectfully. They could do a draw. They, they could literally do a draw. Yeah, you know, and they'll make a ton of cash. Oh, yeah. That's Definitely. the reality. So let's see what the next few months bring with Connor. I, I again don't follow him on social media, but the screenshots always pop up on my feed. And um, let's see if he gets back in training and if he starts calling people out. If someone responds, makes sense, then let's see if it gets put together. So I'm seeing him training already. You know, he's uh, mm-hmm. constantly not resting, which will affect his you know, healing of the leg um, because I had that problems in the past. Not that I had a broken leg like he did, but if you just don't sit it out, you will need to revisit that injury over and over again. And on the other hand, he is fueling himself with alcohol constantly, right? So he's Irish. I'm thinking, are you trying to, you know, just nullify your achievements throughout the day and just, you know, kill it with alcohol or well anyway he's promoting uh proper 12 still i'm wondering when that is going to expire or if he holds any shares so what nobody was thinking about is he actually didn't sell all of the shares mm-hmm. right he, he might still just not be a majority holder yeah 
quite possibly. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. It's exciting. I mean, uh, we're going to tune in to watch. Hey, Con- we're talking about Connors. Way too so much. Let's, uh, move on. Yeah, Conor yeah. McGregor podcast over. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Canelo, Canelo Alvarez was doing a press conference yesterday with uh, Caleb Plant. Um, interesting. Caleb Plant decided to focus on Canelo's steroid use. Uh, six-month suspension that was reduced from a year due to his cooperation. And then they got into it at the end. What did you think? He said something about his mom. Well, here's the thing. That was, a, that was in the press conference. He call, uh, Caleb called um, Canelo a motherfucker. Oh. And because Canelo's English is not that perfect, he's like, don't talk about my mother, man. Don't talk about my mother. You talk about my mother. That's my Mexican accent in case anybody is uh, mistaken as to what I just did there. Um, but <laughs> sorry about that. Jesus. Um, but yeah, that's basically what happened. I think it was a language barrier thing that, that just blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, true. And now we have a injured um, opponent, right? Uh, he had some cuts. Uh, so I, first of all, I, I, I liked how he shoved them away, right? Mm-hmm. Because... When you're relaxed and you get that shove, it might impact your neck. Uh, we had that in the past where a fighter canceled the fight, right, because of a neck injury. Yeah, yeah. So I would always be careful with these kind of things, even if it's getting heated. He provoked him successfully because a plant came back and he tried to, you know, smack him Stockton style. Um, you can see some proof that he got him, but actually, if you, as you stated correctly in the previous conversation, is it's just the fingers. There is no, there is no body weight behind that. So yeah, it's a scratch. But then when you see the Canelo's counter, you know, with a perfectly placed, probably open palm um, uppercut that actually rammed the frame of the glasses into his skin, that you can see now some cuts in his face. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a beautiful slip by Canelo, and he came back with the one-two. Perfect boxing. I always say to the people, you know, if you slip, you step back and you come back, you have much more power in that back leg to just come back. And, you know, they are fighters. So you see this more common that people are attacking. I, I, I would never get in somebody, into somebody's face that is eager to fight me. And, you know, you just keep your distance. Uh, you go into the ring. I'm not a big fan of uh, staying in the pocket when I'm boxing. You know it. When we spar, I will stay on the outside and I will lo- lower you into my... Um, circle right so I'm not a big fan of people coming you know I dislike you know smelling somebody's breath so yeah that might be the part of the problem true and Dana White was staying uh, say what did he state it was you know it's showtime but he was like shit showtime uh, because they had the two fighters together with nobody nobody in the middle nobody like no promoter no security nothing it was just the two guys and uh, yeah but recipe for but disaster I mean, you, you you can put uh two guys there for promotion but you can also put um well, what's his name it was it sean shelby uh, between daniel comier and john jones and the same stuff will happen right so dana white please um keep, keep your voice low very true that that we didn't forget about that yeah yeah Shel- shelby something yeah it was crazy and uh like it, it was broken up very, very quickly, but someone could have got really hurt. Like Canelo did the first shove, um, planted the, the slap, 
Canelo came back with the one-two, and then it was like, you know, tough guys, big chests out. And then it was over. Um, but I did watch a lot of the hype after on Showtime uh, from YouTube. And I'm watching uh, Plant's highlight reel and seeing what he does. He makes fighters look very, very amateur. The problem yeah. is when you're fighting Canelo, all that stuff won't matter because you're not like you're not going to be like I could go in there against the beginner and look phenomenal. Um, but you put me up against a pro right now, I get absolutely murdered. So when it comes to, I guess, this fight now, it's going to be a very difficult night for Plant. I think Canelo still has the best of him. Yes, absolutely. When I watched Plant's highlight fights, I actually had a feeling that his opponents were amateurs. I mean, getting paid for a fight makes you a professional, right? The, what kind of opponents you are having makes determines what kind of a fighter you are. So that being said, I when I look at the resume of Canelo and I compare it to Plant, this is a world's difference, right? And people, I mean, you need to be confident when you go into the fight against um, a world champion, right? So to me, I thought there's going to be a big reach, um, you know, for the super middleweight title. I didn't see that. Maybe it was the angle of the camera, but I could see that um, Canelo is very aware of the reach. Um, even now, we can already analyze the pre-fight, right? Yeah. So. This is going to be more of it, um, and he's putting every into every shot. He's putting a lot of power behind it. So this is going to be an interesting fight. I'm predicting, you know, the same outcome as in his last fight with Canelo. It's going to be a KO. Who's going to KO? So Canelo is going to KO um, Plant. Oh, That's my... you're going to say KO? Okay, I was going to say like a. Is it ten rounds or eight rounds? I'm sure it's ten rounds. It's 10. 10? It should be 10. I think decision. But let's see. We can review that. Yeah. Yeah, I think decision. You think so? Yeah. I think decision. I think that the height and reach is going to be a factor. I don't think it's going to be a factor in Plant's favor. I don't think he's going to be able to land those big shots. Um, That's what I'm saying, yeah. But I, I don't think Canelo's going to be able to knock him out because Plant, I, mean, I, could be, I could be completely wrong on this one, but... Uh, I just think decision. I think Canelo's going to play this one safe and um, just okay. pick pick his shots and get the hell out of there. Against Billy John Saunders, he was able to get inside. He was able to land those huge uppercuts, those big hooks to the body. I think Plant, if anything, nullifies that with his height and reach and just stays out of there. Doesn't engage with what he's used to, which is in the pocket. Okay. But what the fuck do I know, you know? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting thought. Let's see. <laughs> Interesting thought. You want to put some money on it? I bet you ten bucks. I bet you ten bucks. So what? What are you betting? Uh, I reckon. Decision? I reckon Canelo by decision, and you reckon Canelo by KO. Good. That's a fair ten deal. Bucks, ten bucks. Done deal. That's ten bucks in my pocket. Um, so UFC this weekend, bro. Exciting times. UFC. Yeah, this is the one that I'm really excited. But at the same time, we are dealing with Nick Diaz. Uh, anything can happen, right? Yeah. And I mean by that, we might not, not see the fight. Um, I just remember a an interview with Dana White, like maybe eight, nine, ten years ago, saying even if Nick Diaz would play the game a little bit, he would be a superstar. And it's he is a superstar, but I think for the wrong reasons. Um, the week, like not even a week before this fight, he's asking for a weight class change he doesn't want to fight at 170 he wants to go up to 185 
Yeah, that's a weird one. So if you are asking yourself where this information comes from, it was actually Dana White saying in a press conference that Nick Diaz has requested this fight to happen at 185, which I'm asking myself, why not at least try to get a 180, uh, you know, for a catch weight um, between 170 and 185, there's a huge difference. But going strictly to 185, I'm asking if he is at 205 and is not able to cut down to 170. Uh, number one, number two, you are a triathlon competitor. Uh, you should be easily cutting weight or be in shape. So I'm guessing it's mind games, right? The way Nick Diaz functions or he's not aware of his surroundings and how the world works. And if he, th he thinks, yeah, just agree to it. Are you a real fighter? So it might be that he's going to use that for the promotion, call Robbie Lauren names, uh, say like, yeah, he's scared to fight me at any weight and so on. Yeah. It was signed at 170. I don't know what the deal is. He did post on social media yesterday, shadow boxing out in some field. And he does, his face looks very, very thick. You know, when Nick is on weight, you see his face looks pretty lean. And now it's like he's just had a load of wine and cheese. I think uh, he is also consuming a lot of alcohol. You're at least what you could what you could see in the past instagram videos uh, posted by him right so he's constantly partying um not sure how that works out i think it's just a money grab fight um you know we're still gonna tune in it's like an accident you cannot look away but is it going to fulfill our expectations i don't think so we might see a very we might not even see the fight. Yeah, I hope it happens, man. This has been anticipated for many, many years. Like the, this, this thing is is so big because both fighters are so good, and we haven't seen Nick Diaz in five and a half, almost six years. Yeah, and Robbie has been on a on a downspurt, and man, Nick versus Robbie, this is huge. The, the anticipation of it alone is enough to get me to buy the pay-per-view, but I hope it happens. I hope it happens at 170. I hope it happens this weekend. I hope it's not cut from the card. I really don't. Yeah, let's see. You never know with the Diaz brothers, so yeah, that might be an interesting one. Fingers crossed. Uh, then we have Lauren, Lauren Murphy versus Valentino Zhivchenko. I think it's a... Yeah. I don't want to say a foregone conclusion because everyone knew that Holly Holm would lose to Ronda in Australia that time. But I think Valentino gets this one done. Foregone conclusion. Her kicks are savage. Her wrestling is savage. She's just a killer that way class. So what do you think? Shevchenko. Shevchenko all the way. Yeah. Uh, who's? She is a martial artist, you know. Yeah. She is... Um living in thailand she is uh, even her sister came into the ufc right we have a champion she wants to fight amanda nunes again yeah she wants to redo it she wants to repeat redeem herself whatever and i think it's a completely different person so yeah this might be a more determined more sharpened uh, soviet union sharpened tool right yeah. uh let's say rose nama nunes style yeah Let's see. But, you know, more more the Russian approach. Let's see. That should White be Russian. fireworks, though. That really yeah. should. I think it's striker versus grappler, but I think even in the grappling, uh, Valentino's just got her, her number. She is wrestling at the Tiger Muay Thai. She is, I think, on top of the game. You have to be, have that level of comfort uh, standing up, knowing that if you go to the ground, you can... You know, there's people like Krokop who were training the whole 
all entire life just to stand back up. Yeah. So they wouldn't. You, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They, they would perfect the game not to stand up, right? Uh, not to stay down yeah. and go into the grappling battles. They would just stand up. You know, use the cage, stand up. Use the cage, stand up. So I think we didn't even see the grappling of Valentina yet. So that might be interesting. Let's see, man. That should be an exciting one. And then the main event, we've got Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. Yeah. Mm, I wish these guys would stay off social media. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> but they're great fighters. This is, I guess, their attempt at being promoted. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter was a flop with the ratings. I saw some of the clips on YouTube with the attempted trash talk. Uh, Brian is just trying to be a model on social media and Alexander yeah. can't really put a couple of words together to make sense. So <laughs> recipe for disaster. Who do you think will win this one? I would go with Ortega because he just have that notch in grappling. Um, although I think we might be in for the surprise with Volkanovski, right? But Ortega, I wouldn't put him as a, you know, the toughest fighter there is because just that he is aware of his prettiness and he doesn't want to get cut uh this might be a big problem and he he does crumble under pressure still jujitsu black belt um really good grappler so we might see some really nice grappling clinic but i would i would go with ortega it's just a educated pick ortega and new What's your... champion i don't know man I, I think would it be striker versus grappler in this one i think ortega would want to keep this one standing even though he's a gracie jujitsu black belt um, Volkanovski's rugby background, his wrestling is phenomenal. He's smaller, he's thicker, he's like more, um, more uh, bulky, I guess, with the word you'd be using. So you'd want to keep that guy off you in a way. Keep the jab out there, keep the rights going, distance. And then, I don't know, maybe then get him tired, take him to the ground. I mean, I'm just using this as a small path now, but... Um, I think Brian Ortega as well. I think we're on the same page. Good. Yeah. Um, you know, you as a wrestler, you don't usually get too tired, except if you are um, eating a lot of hamburgers, you know, to keep your weight up or yeah. whatever. So I think uh, champion championship material, both of them. Um, I just think that Ortega might be hungry and he's learned from his past um, losses. I guess so, because he got really outboxed against uh, Max Holloway yeah and you know it's it was a shame to see it because his whole face got beat up um but i think boxing here would be his strongest point just to keep the wrestler away get get him off the hips and legs get off the cage distance kicks teeps jabs and right hands well the the question is does volkanovsky really want to go with ortega to the ground right so he's going to ground and pound but you know the hip movement of ortega and if you look at his background submission game it's too dangerous you know to so Volkanovski's I think going to use the cage a lot uh, pressure right um, close the distance move away land some punches and do it dirty I would ex expect him to to go with that kind of game plan in there ground and pound might be difficult because you know you do have the jiu-jitsu guys uh, using the hips wisely uh, standing back up and then the question is is he going to go for the cage um, Volkanovski is or yeah but it's going to be interesting we're going to find out Saturday yeah early hours of Sunday morning will you watch it no you will not watch it. I never do I will never do I will review it afterwards okay. no live fights for me yeah 
got two kids, bro. So I'm up at really stupid hours on a on a Sunday morning. So when I prepare breakfast, I sit down. I see if I can. Uh, actually, do you know what? I might not say um, <clears throat> where I watch the fights. Okay. Yeah. On the sofa. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I could watch it on Instagram live. Yeah. True. Yeah. I don't want to out myself and get arrested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in Switzerland. That's not um, the part of the deal. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Well, we can yeah. talk about this off air. Huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I don't think there's anything else, bro. It's been a pretty quiet week where we're talking about Conor McGregor the majority of the time, huh? Yeah, usually everybody's last, uh, laughing their asses off uh, on Twitter, you know. I mean, even he was able to do, um, let's say, joke about himself, which you don't often hear from Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. That was probably embarrassing to him as well. Yeah. So... Um, just to wrap it up, I'm really looking forward to um, the DS fight if it takes place. I think it's mind games. We didn't talk about the outcome. Who's going to win? So, uh, oh yeah, let's try. Let's Robbie backtrack on that one. Um, I'm a huge Diaz fan. I will always be. Um, Diaz has been out for many, many years for bullshit reasons. Um, Robbie is on a down sport when it comes to his fights, but he's more active. Um, I don't think Nick Diaz gets the nod. I think it goes to a five round. It's five rounds. So I think it goes to a five round decision for Robbie. Even though I want Nick Diaz to win. Same. I just think that you cannot shake off those five years. uh, Except if he comes in. It's going to be an entertaining fight. It's going to be more of uh, watching a movie than watching a real competitor. Um, I still hope doesn't happen but it's going to be a decision robbie lawler yeah it's a shame too because we can you know you can virtually predict it nick very rarely gets the nod when it comes to the judges um even though sometimes they do they do enough and you know get get like submission get the knockout get the tko try and finish the fight poor nate diaz in the last one against uh, leon edwards he had him rocked he had him wobbly eyed and he just didn't go they, they, they don't go for the kill yeah get the kill get the get the make it un, undisputable like yeah but come on you know um, just put the nail in the coffin but no yeah. they, they just refuse to um have you seen the phil davis uh, joel romero uh, controversy that joel romero was not aware of the fight being scheduled for three rounds i did not know that yeah so wow. he went in there was complaining that he he lost the split decision to Phil Davis, right? Who is really now an upcoming competitor, I think, uh, or the contender to to the light heavyweight title. Wow. But Romero was sitting there and saying, like, what, only three rounds? What, what is going on? No. Um, yeah, he was not aware. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a three-round fight. So because Bellator does not have non-title fights scheduled for five rounds. Amazing. Well, you know, you got to know... You, you got to know the rules before you go in there. Yeah. The rules are told to you in the K or outside, like in the locker room before you get in there. You sign a contract stating the terms yeah. that you signed. Uh, I did not know that. That is hilarious. Um, shame on him. Shame on his management team. Uh, you cannot come with a complaint. You signed the contract that states it. 
if you if you listen to the ring announcer, he's the ultimate um, you know clue that you're gonna fight for three rounds. So I think that's a really weak, weird excuse. That is hilarious, man. I love it. I th- I don't think we need to go any further. We can just wrap it up on that surprise for me. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I love it. Um, sincere apologies to my boxers tonight. I have absolutely no energy. I am exhausted, but I will be back. I will give three classes next week. I promise. For anyone who doesn't know or who is in the Lucerne area, we are giving free classes outside. No COVID certs. We will not ask for your papers. We will not ask private questions concerning your health or health status. Um, We are just there to learn boxing and to learn and grow with each other. So um, I will do classes next week. I think Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. But stay alert for our Instagram page. I will update that on Sunday night. you got anything else to add, my brother? Just like, follow, and tell to your friends. There you go. So and your family. We are on YouTube, obviously. That's where we started. We are on Apple Podcast, so you can rate and review us. If you want to give us a five-star rating, I think we deserve it, bro. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And the same with Spotify. So give us, give us your love. Help us grow this. Don't just listen and ignore my request. Do as you're told. Yeah, I have one question. Can we uh, not bring up uh, transgender people in the next podcast, please? Because you were talking about Conor McGregor and Machine Gun Billy, what his name is. <laughs> That's the, the girl that used to be a guy that looks like he needs a, a serious food injection who has this really hot girlfriend who uh, can't rap and got his whole career destroyed by Eminem. That guy, right? Yeah, yeah. the scissor guy. What? Edward Scissorhands yeah there you go yeah fuck that guy um yeah bro i apologize for bringing up the trendsetters we will no ignore way. them going forward 100 percent. perfect man thank you very nice much talking to you. always a pleasure talking to you my man take care take care rock and roll <laughs>